So welcome to No Shame. So all of us still locked down here. Um, I don't know about yous, but it's getting a little bit funny now. I think in the first few weeks, it's a little bit of a, um, was it a novelty, I think, for everybody, even the kids getting off school. Uh, people still coming together really, really strongly, which is nice to see. Um, I'm in the studio on my own here. We have shedded Robin. Um, but let me tell you one thing. If there's a man that needs a round of applause, it's Robin. I'm at the setting up this stuff here. We have right the the mics, the wires, um, the 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 screens, the yeah, all that stuff. Um, we got I've got a few guests coming on today. Um, have uh, Big Daddy Kiefer, so Kiefer Crosby coming on. Uh, shed a bit of light, bit of bit of happiness. The man is. He just radiates that energy, doesn't he? And then I have um, Lara Brand, and I'll tell you the story in between. Oh, yeah, Lara Brand is, is on. But Lara Brand had a, a double lung transplant before, but a story that he was telling about Eminem has led to this. So um, I'll leave you to it anyway. But um, what I'm going to do now is going to get Kiefer on the phone, and uh, so we'll have a buzz off him, huh? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> K for Crosby. What's the story with you? Um, Cheers, bro. <laughs> happy birthday as well, what? Yes. <laughs> what age are you, 18? 18, mate. I turned <laughs> one eight today. 18. <laughs> uh, I'm only messing. I turned 30 today. Could you believe that? 30 fucking years of age. Mad. I'm not ready. Not ready. Welcome to the club. It hits us all. <laughs> I'm not ready, buddy. I'm not ready. Tony's young, mate. I'm telling you. Listen, when you be looking back, you're gonna be saying to yourself, you know what? Tony was probably the best year for me. And I remember you coming in, you couldn't even grow a beard. Who do you let bump? Says the man that took about two hours to get Skype ready. Oh, you technology you... isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> beyond, beyond, I am. I don't, I, I don't belong. You know what I mean? In technology, we belong in the woods with a fishing rod, Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> how, how are you finding this? Because you're somebody with loads of energy. Yeah, you know what, mate? It's mad. Yeah, the past few weeks has been a fucking, has been a test. Yeah, it's been a mad test, and uh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's just you have to just stay positive. I don't know. It's hard to stay positive, though. You know, you have your days where you're up and you're down, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm appreciating things that I would have forgot to appreciate. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting at home and I haven't got a, the right to complain about fucking sitting indoors. You know what I mean? I'm sitting indoors, and that, that in itself is like. That's, you know, a statement in itself. I put up a picture the other day on Instagram of, like, uh, down near where I live, down at the fruit markets. There was a tent, and I walked by that, the other, like, two weeks ago, and I seen it, and I was just like, well, I haven't got the fucking right to get upset about having a roof over my head and having to sit in my house. You know what I mean? It's, there's people literally living out there in fucking tents and sleeping bags, and there's then there's other people complaining about, oh, I have to stay in my house with Netflix all day on board. You know, it's like, mate, there's perspective here, here to learn, you know, and... Uh, when I seen that, and I just had to take a step back and be like, you know what, I could be so much worse off. Yeah, it's a pain in the hole. I'm a bit bored. But if boredom's, you know, number one on your list of priorities, then count yourself fucking lucky. Do you know what I mean? So I'll take boredom all day, but um, it is what it is. And I just hope everyone's uh, abiding by the rules and fucking staying at home, being safe, you know what I mean? And so we can go get, get back to normal soon and get, get the fucking world back to normal. That's what I'm looking forward to, you know, normality. Yeah. That's even what it was normal because do you know what the mad thing is? Even what you were saying there is um like seeing tents and stuff like that. It's it is it a mad that that was becoming normal in Dublin City at that time, like in a way. And now it's kind of like it's not the um it's not the the, the news that's there anymore. You know what I mean? Am I the news not sound there, are we? 
No, 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 I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's at the point of losing it. I won't say it's, it's placing the news or something like that, but um, look, I'm still reading of so many uh, situations where people are um, are like they're, they're doing this the hard way, you know what I mean? So, it, like, it is a situation of like staying, yeah, staying, yeah. What I was saying to people was, Can you get it? You know, I know people are, I know people are bored, and I know like other people are ignorant. People are thinking, ah, oh, this won't affect me. Or I think ignorance is a big thing here as well. It's like you know, it's if you if you don't re- you don't respect what you don't see, and you can't see a virus. You know what I mean? You can't see. It's not like a broken leg where ah, it's broken. Right? It's like no, this this is affecting like hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people now worldwide, and uh, it could have the potential to uh, affect us all in Ireland. You know what I mean? If we fucking keep going out to social gatherings, keep going to, you know, if everyone just goes by the rules for a few months and we pull together, we can actually get through this. And in fairness, I think Ireland is actually doing a good job. I think we're doing a good enough job, you know, in ter- like compared to like the likes of England and America and stuff. Where you see, you see every day on the television, it's crazy numbers they're pulling in. I know they're a bigger population, but, you know, I think if everyone just knuckles down now and fucking follows the rules here, we'd be all back to normal. But I tell you one thing, mate, I never, I was never a fan of normal, but normal seems appealing these days. <laughs> Holy <laughs> jeez. <laughs> when you knew you were saying there about when I, when I heard Boris Johnson saying that, that they were using herd humanity, uh, like you, uh, herd immunity yeah. I thought that was like a Waterford whisper <laughs> when I first seen it like. I've seen that myself and I thought that was that's like a human experiment of death you know what I mean you're playing with people's like health and lives here like that's a mad thing to do and they're only doing that because of business you know what I mean it's like they're putting money before health and I think that's a that's a crazy thing to do you know I'm, I, again I get, I get it you know what I mean money is important but at the same time if you're not alive you can't spend that money so that's I mean, there's true. people, you know what I'm saying? There's people on respirator machines dying every single minute of the day now. And I just think it's bizarre to put your your, your finances before that. You know what I, mean? But, I mean, these are people that are staying indoors as well. You know what I mean? Don't be fooled by them fucking idiots. You know what I mean? They're, they're avoiding the rules, but they want us all to go back out and work. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know. yeah, but that, but like, lots of people have been stuck in lame. Many different situations in this, like, and that's why, like, um, the stay at home low, uh, is is the way. Look, when we've been looking around, even like, um, I seen this coming early, man. I'm telling you, like, I, I closed the club the day the the day or before they closed the the the, the schools. You know, I, I swear, Joey Breslin was the one who said it to me, and he knows his numbers, and he was looking at it coming. I've already explained this on the podcast, but like, uh, you could see it coming as a wave. Now I know that um, we have done good as a nation in in in, in how we've reacted to this. But we still have a lot of numbers to come. There's a lot of numbers coming down the road. Um, I feel the some of the reaction that that has happened and has happened. Uh, say with the privatisation of the hostable. Um, I can't even say the word hostables. <laughs> but that 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 stuff that's being called for for a long time, and uh, I think something has been shown is that with a flick of a pen, we can change a lot of this. Here's a conversation I was having with a homeless lad the other day. Um, he was at the shop and I gave him a few euros. And we always see him. He's kind of the same homeless lad. He goes in and out hostels, and I said. What's the story with the hostels now? Well, like, what's happening with them? And he's like, no, oh, it's great. And I was like, like, I was a bit shocked, to be honest. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, look, there, there, there's rooms there for us and all. Like, you don't have to rush in and get the rooms and all. And I was a little bit shocked that, like, it takes to, like, a pandemic for the the, the hostels to be empty and the, the, the corridors, the, the trolleys not to be having the trolley crisis. And um, I think the, the, the profit before people's health and stuff like that has been a... Uh, as as being before this, but this is definitely awoken up everybody. I like um on the part of seeing that people that that should be paying attention to this are starting to pay attention to to what is actually going on on the ground because we've been banging it out here for a while now. You know what I mean? But there's some serious shit going down, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, 
scared like it's mad but like i mean and then I, th- I think for the most part as well as you know us as people i think we're just all really like i don't know for me for one anyways i'm really like um thinking a lot now in the past few weeks and thinking like what the fuck is important and what's like i put up a thing the other day like i mean everyone like your nice car is sitting outside your gaff now do you know what i mean on four wheels your your designer clothes are hung up in that wardrobe your fucking your rolex your watches and shit are there. no one gives a bollocks anymore about that yeah that doesn't now is that you see what's important now i'm waking up every morning i'm breathing i'm okay i can win and I can, I can get milk in my fridge i'm putting like i can Talk to me, daughter. I'm not fucking. You know what I mean? There's there's things like that that people are forgetting about. And uh, again, a roof over your head, a bed to sleep in at night, a nice meal. Like there are things that, like again, that day to day things we just we flow through the day down every day. And when something like this happens, it's like a fucking stop sign. And you go, oh fuck, this this is. I can't go outside. I can't go to the shop now. I can't go to the gym. I'm not allowed to go into fucking get a coffee. And when you when you stop doing that shit, you know. It just hit you and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't think, I forgot how vulnerable I was and how I'm not really in charge. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to live here. And in fairness, I'm waking up and I'm grateful I'm not sick and I'm grateful none of my family members are sick. And these are bigger things than um, me missing the gym. Like, I'm missing the gym. Don't get me wrong. I'm missing the gym terrible. You know, I'm, I've been training like nonstop for years now. And you know yourself when you stop rolling and stuff, it's like withdrawal symptoms I'm getting. I'm like, fucking, no. I just want to go and grapple. Or, you know what I mean? But the same time it could be fucking it could be worse and i think people have to huh how's your man my ma my ma's great yeah she again she she's mad you know what i mean she was working like, herself but like uh my ma again my ma's a worker she always has to do something she can't sit still do you know what i mean like me i can't sit down <laughs> i'm not i'm not a couch potato do you know what i mean so, <laughs> i feel a couch potato but i'm not a couch potato <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, love a couch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she just wants to always do something. But I think obviously me talking to her and stuff and uh, telling her to look, just take time off, chill out, put the feet up for once in your life. You know what I mean? And do do different activities. You know what I mean? Read some fucking books, go on little walks, go do different things, exercise. And she is doing, that and I think our, our our head is a bit better now. You know, so um. But that again, that's everyone. We're all I say it to her every day. We're all in the same boat. This is the world. This isn't just like talent is sitting indoors now. No, it's. Like everywhere in the world now is trying to sit indoors. It's hard. Do you know what's going to matter? Is right it, because like, it takes it to like, my, my thinking goes goes beyond has no borders. Then you know what I mean? Thinking like like say like the situations in Palestine and all this, like or the situations inside like Syria and all of them, um, or like even when you were a kid, what would it would have been like in Somalia for like you would have seen on on trucker boxes and stuff. We would have even thought about that stuff now. Like you can imagine people that are like looking at us now in a way saying. Yes, I'm not so tough now. <laughs> I'm in a bad way, but like... 100%. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I was, we were watching the news the other night. I, well, I'm not a big fan of the news. I never really watch the news ever. You know, this is like Why the first time... Why don't believe the clock on the news, Kiva? I'm telling you, I'd never do. It's my, for, my first time. I'm, I'm 30 years young today, Paddy, yeah? And the you... past two weeks, I've been watching the news, yeah? For, for just, you know, you're keeping up with the fucking news, whatever. And uh, this clip came on of this woman in Africa, and they were living in huts. And my daughter, my uh, nine-year-old daughter, was watching it with me. And, uh, she held up a bag of beans. And she's like, this is to feed six children. I don't know if you've seen that. And she's like, this is all I've had for the past few days. And I looked at it. And then my daughter was like, is she, this is going on right now. And I was like, this is happening today. Damn. Somewhere. Yes. Somewhere. Man. So, like, we, I haven't got the right to be like, oh, 
fucking wish I could go up to fucking get an omelette in you know, my local restaurant. Do something, you know. I'm bored, but at the same time, mate, it could be way worse. And I just it's wish people... forced their priorities, hasn't it? It's forced us to view the priorities. Even the people in our lives and, like, uh, the people that you really miss, like, emotionally, you know, like, when you're not around that person, like, um, there's some people... Oh, you're about to realise there's some people who can go with them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 100%, mate. I think it's 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 you value more like who's more important and what's more important like even me man i miss the gym right and i miss training and, and i i now know it's like reinforced fuck this is what i really want to do in my life you know what i mean so yeah. I'm, I'm so glad i have this like i'm looking forward to going back and walking me bollocks off to be able to fight again like i'm looking forward to that feeling of a big crowd happy and in, in an arena where i can actually perform and do what i love to do and win and go back and provide, like, for my family and bring me Mario for a meal. These are mad important things that you have to do, you know what I mean? All that other shit is just stupid. You get sidetracked, spend the money on stupid shit, trying to look, do, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? It's grand and all, but you get caught up in it. And then when, when you get something like this, it's like, oh, it's a big wake-up call to actually what is important, you know what I mean? So I just can't wait to go back to normal, get back to the gym, you know, go out and train, just do normal stuff again. I think, again, this is a big wake-up call for the world now, isn't it? So, yeah. I don't know. Think don't about know. what's valuable now. Like, think about what's doubled and trebled in prices, you know what I mean? Like, like it's mad, isn't it, what becomes valuable in a time like... Uh, it's like, uh, you never see that scene on the Titanic where your man's coming up with his money and he's like, your money's no good here, mate. <laughs> <I love> it, <laughs> mate. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mad. Look, you mean, it was what? It was Mother's Day last week. I couldn't give me my hug. You know what I mean? It's my birthday today. I can't... You know, it's shit like that. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> This is more important than any of this. The guy at uh, Amsterdam, I'm supposed to be in Amsterdam, actually. Like, yeah, so boy. How are Hey, Adam Staggs, we were supposed to leave yesterday. Oh, well, well, I had a book for the, the 1st of April. It wasn't, I wasn't actually booked. We were going the 1st to the 4th. And then I was actually supposed to go to LA with uh, my girlfriend and the kids then, uh, if we could, for a few weeks. I was going to train over there. But then again, all that got stopped. And I was like, oh, fuck, big step back now. I can't do any of it. Do you know what I mean? That's done. And now I'm in my house. And, but at the same time, look, it could be fucking, it could be way worse. And that picture I shared the other day, I keep going back to it because it's so close to home. That's literally like on my doorstep of where I live. That's not like, you know, that's like at the fruit markets of uh, near Greek Street Flats in Dublin 7. That's where I live. And I actually seen the bloke in the tent a few times around. And I'm, I just thought to myself, he actually lives with his, his uh, girlfriend. I remember thinking like, that's mad. Like, we haven't got the right to, to be moaning. You know what I mean? If you're that's on Netflix, so okay, and just, you know, take a step back and be happy, be grateful. Gratitude should be practiced now, yeah? That's Big saying one. that we have that the world is a small place. That didn't age well, did it? <laughs> big time, I know, man. A big, I, I think it's a big shock of humanity right now, yeah? Like, I mean, I'm feeling for everybody. I'm right now, like, think of how far that actually is now. Like, where a day before you would have been able to go to Egypt or uh, Australia if you wanted. Now it's like, you're talking a Cameroid. <laughs> I was only, today we were going to... Uh, I got a photo album, you know, for my birthday, and it was like uh, in Italy. I was in Italy five times, and uh, it was all the pictures of Italy, me, and my daughter, and my girlfriend, and stuff like that. And we were going through all the photos, and just looking at like Venice and Rome, and we were in uh, like Florence, and we were going through all the photos. And just it makes you think, like, fuck, they're going through a horrific time now. And I was only there in last October for like a few weeks, and I was like, the, the, from then till now, the difference of Italy, you know what I mean? And I love Italy, it's a great place. Oh, I have friends great. over there. Love it. Love I love it. I really, I love it. I love it. I actually love the culture, the food, the fucking everything. You know what I mean? But so sad what's going on right now. And it's like, it just makes you think like, fuck, tomorrow could be so different. 
than today. And I don't know. I think after this pandemic, I think everyone's going to live their life a lot different. And I hope so. I hope everyone gets a. It's like a, it's like the biggest kick up the hole you could get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on, cop on, wake up and live your fucking life to the fullest now, and, and like let's go and be happy you wake up every day, healthy. You know what I mean? And just go out and do what you want to do. Because I'm telling you, man, in a blink, in a blink, it could be over. I mean, that's that's the buzz I'm on these days. Maybe it's just the wine talking, Paddy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Get that into you, son. Um, leave you real quick on there. The flats. So the flats have been shining on social media. Have you seen that? Yeah, man. I have to you know. I was in my mars. I drove down to my mars on Paddy's day. Uh, before I got a bit crazy, crazy. And um, I was sitting in my mars. And we could hear it was bingo was going on. You could hear like 42. Like, and the flat and Greek Street flats were doing bingo. Do you know what I mean? Like someone was in the middle and I love seeing shit like that. Proper community spirit, you know what I mean? Like proper, like everyone coming together. And I love seeing stuff like that because it just again reinforces the f- we are all one and we are we can actually pull together. And again, when the, when have you ever seen that? Never went out and positive. It took something really bad, you know what I mean, to, to make this happen. So I mean, I know Italy, like they're known for like um, families living at home together, like the grannies and the granddads. They all live in the same house. So that's that's the spirit they have, you know what I mean? They all live together and. Uh, that's it didn't get lost in Ireland, but years ago, even when we were growing up, you would have had a lot of like your nanny and granddad would have lived with you and your fucking, you know what I mean, your man and dad and cousins would be over in the house a lot, and it's a real family knitted place together. And um, hopefully we pull through this, you know what I mean, and we all just stay on the fucking rules and 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 fight this thing to and nail and just come out the the better of it, you know what I mean. So hopefully. Quick message before you bounce there, and I won't I won't uh, harass you on your birthday anymore. I let you get your win in there. <laughs> Plenty of me already, Freddy. You know me. <laughs> yeah. You're the legend, mate. Look after yourself there, Kiefer. Cheers for the call. Right, brother. Look after yourself. Kiefer Crosby. Absolute gem of a lad, I have to say. Um, I remember when he first came in, he was he was so motivated about uh, making it. it. It came across as probably a little bit cocky, but then his work ethic after a few weeks just showed people that, like, He's definitely gonna go places. It's great to see him doing what he's doing, um, and he's a good inner city lad as well. And the next lad I have on, as I was saying, is a uh, Lara Brand. So we've had Lara Brandon on before. Uh, the poster coach, Lara Brandon's story is amazing. Um, he's a double lung transplant. Um, he probably knows a lot about the the, the respiratory system. Um, I remember him telling me about breathing where his lung capacity was down. Um, I'm not telling that that he hasn't told before on the podcast. Um, I'm gonna give Lara a ring. Uh, the reason why I want to get, I'm gonna get Lara on is because Lara um has been tested um for 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 COVID because he's a, a high risk um. He also owns a business, which is something I want to talk about as well. So a lot of small businesses in this situation um, are now nearly a month into it. So the the light on that fuse is about to start going for a few small businesses. And I don't think um, people really understand that a lot of people are going to be in dire straits regarding um, their, their businesses. They, um, yeah, which is unfortunate. But um, let me get Larry Brennan on. Where are you? Have we got you? No, I can't see you. Yeah. Where's your lovely face? Boom. Happy days. Happy What's the story? So I've only had to be insane before I came on the mic here, right? Um, how that little story of me talking about Eminem triggered your story of Eminem. I was introducing who you were. 
Um, thought about your, your last podcast or people to check it out and stuff like that. So I was pouring all your business out, mate. So, but they already know it. Good stuff. They already know. Um, yeah, I have the picture there actually. Look, here's one I made earlier. Ah, how class is that? So this is a sign picture of Eminem uh, is what he has here. So um, the the story is Lars being um, you you're a transplant survivor. Um, you're a veteran. You tell you tell me the story, especially in the times that are upon us. You know a lot about the respiratory system, is what I was saying. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I suppose someone have probably seen the podcast. Yeah, the double lung transplant uh, just over six years ago. Um and. Are you going with that story? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and that's it, so how, how alleged, how, I couldn't believe how alleged the Eminem. And I was like, the other day, I was like, what? Yeah, it was a bit mad, wasn't it? Let us know a lot of different stories. We say and everyone then, else is saying, tell us, shut up and tell us. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a, lot of us, uh, a few good mates with, with uh, cystic fibrosis, and we were all in Vincent's at the time. But one of them, uh, a good mate of mine, David Smith was his name. He, he got really sick, but he was a massive Eminem fan, like, you know. Now, he had D12 tattooed on him and all this. Secretly, he loved Westlife as well, so he won't talk to him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was a massive Eminem fan. And uh, he, uh, one, of, one of the doctors we know actually set up uh, a thing. When Smitty started getting really, really ill, like, you know, he was taken off the transplant list because he couldn't be done because his kidneys were too bad and stuff like that. But, um, and Smitty was the type of person, he'd get away with murder with the nurses. This this chap, he was hilarious as well. When you when you say the life and soul of the party, it was definitely smitten. But so, um, the doctor organised anyway for him to. Uh, he 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 has his own kind of. He knew somebody in the music industry or something that that knew Eminem's manager. So he was supposed to arrive over, and he said he'd go and visit Smitty in Vincent's. But unfortunately, David passed away uh, the day before he got here. So he did. A, I think it's it's on YouTube anyway. One of the videos is he did. Um, he did a tribute to him in Punchestown, and uh, David's mom, Natalia Bernie, lovely lovely family, the Smiths, was they could hear when they opened the window. David was being waked out in his house, um, in Nice, and they could hear the they could hear the concert and all the M and M in Punchestown. So he did that. He did that tribute, but he had heard and had touched him so much M and M that. He had heard there was a few of us still in hospital and stuff like that, and and with the condition, like, so I was sitting in my room one day, and the nurse came in and said, "Here, there's, there's a camera crew outside. They're coming into you. Is that all right?" No. Sorry, was he supposed to be Smitty? Was Eminem supposed to? Yeah, he was supposed to meet him. Um, when he, when he, when he, as soon as he got to Dublin, he was going to Vincent's to meet him. Was that was the plan uh, to meet him in hospital? But David unfortunately passed away. Oh, so I missed that bit. We missed that bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Smitty passed away the day before, I think it was, and um, so he went ahead and did the tribute to him anyway, you know, in Punchestown. So, um, but after that, then he he sent um, Eminem sent a film crew to Vincent's hospital, and what it did, what it, what they did was he wanted to see the family's uh, reaction to the video and all this sort of stuff, and. So he had all the family, all, all David's family went into a room in the hospital where they were shown the video and they met members of staff that used to look after David, like, you know, and ourselves uh, from the CF team. And then um, they went around and they met a couple of us, myself, uh, Nathan Swan, who sadly passed away now, and Jennifer Tormey, another girl who sadly passed away as well. We were the only ones that got these pictures sent over. So, like, Eminem himself, like, sent... A camera crew over caught me on the hop like should I start tearing up and all 
I was standing there, I was standing there, I was like, oh, jeez, this is great. How do I thank him? Like, can I send him a letter to thank him? And the one with our American accent turned around and goes, you can thank him right here. You sent us, you sent us over, like, to, to film this, like, so. And you're in hospital at this time when this is happening. Yeah, I was in at the time as well. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? Before you... I got really bad. When mm. you were telling me this, I was um because um I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a story that has to be shared because I was uh I, I missed that bit at the start uh, about uh supposed to be at the concert. I was actually at that concert myself in Punches Town, so which is a mad circle of it when, when you when you sit back and. Uh, Eminem as well was somebody that I'd always wanted to meet in my life um, and I was always a bit afraid that if I ever did you know when you come across somebody that you'd be like I just um, he's not going to be here you think when you start telling me this, this story the other day I put a smile on my face because I was like you know what that sounds like somebody that I would kind of I don't know picture through that music you know but you say sorry for interrupting you but yeah you'd be afraid and then here and then he, was it only last week you did a podcast with Tyson then was that after or before that that's how we think we got talking about it on the, um, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it happened. That is and he comes across real joy and all. Goes, but I, I would have been like, Smitty would be going along the car with you, like, and he'd have Eminem blaring and tattoos out the window and all, Superman tattoo and all he had on him. But um, I, I would have been a bit of a fan, but when all that happened, I just adored him after that. I was just like, ah, lads, you couldn't. You know what I mean? But like like I said to yourself as well, like, um, you, you're real, oh, no, no. But I was like that the first time I met you when I went into the gym, shitting myself going in with my little brother Tom, like, and, and you were just there talking. To, and the time you gave us, though, I was just like, holy shit, like, you made us feel on top of the world. So I was mad, and they're texting everyone, just say, hey, we're Paddy. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing the responsibility, like, that, like, somebody like that or like yourself has. Like, you don't, you don't even realize yourself the ability you have to kind of, you know. <laughs> Only until you fall someone. down. <laughs> Only until yeah. you say something stupid or something. <laughs> If this doctor is ever is watching this podcast, I'd love to meet her. Um, I was in Tala Hospital. Um, I was supposed to be getting out. And um, the next day, because um, my bloods were off and stuff like this, um, the doctor came in and said, look, you won't be going. You won't be going. You just stay another two weeks from RIVs, like, you know. So I was a bit upset. And she said, ah, what would you be doing anyway, like, at home? Like, you know? And I said, well, a big United fan, David Beckham, was was in uh, was in Easton's the next day. I wanted to meet him. What an answer. What an answer. I, yeah. What else would you be doing? You'd be meeting David Beckham. Or, probably, maybe that's what <laughs> <laughs> No, but she says, uh, Asher, look, you'd probably meet him again. And without me knowing, she, she rang me my dad and told him to bring in United jersey for me. The next morning, she came in to me. Put that jersey on you. What do you mean? Put it, put it on you. We're going to the town. She brought she brought myself and another girl, Anita Slowey, with CF as well, who's sadly passed as well. Um, but she she brought us in, brought us in for food. I think it was Eddie Rockets in O'Connell Street. That's where it was first. And then we met Beckham, and he, he sat there for about 25 minutes talking to us. People trying to rush him and all, and he was like, no, 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 don't take me time here now. Like, And that was when he was in his peak like as well, so... It's amazing, like, but I, I know where you're coming from. You'd nearly be afraid to meet certain people, like, you know, that kind of way. Just in case it's like, you know, that um, you should never meet your hero situation. Mm. Yeah, 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 because yeah. you'd be like sick, you would. Yeah. Um, so, then where are you at now? Because obviously, you fall into the vulnerable category, whatever you say. Well, I don't even want to use the word vulnerable, but um, yeah. high risk, is it? 
yeah, yeah, high risk and the cocooning sort of statement had been made, like, you know, so, so at the minute, yeah, you're supposed to cocoon and supposed to stay away from everybody, like, you know, you know like that too, I, I had closed the gym up very early, like yourself, very early days, because I was, because I was probably a bit more aware of the situation, not just for my own sake, but I have a good lad working in there for me, and I didn't want, I didn't want a situation where I was sitting at home letting him do the work and him putting his family at risk as well. So I just shut up shop early as well. Uh, but in terms of like, I'm going through phases. I don't know if it's the same with yourself. I'm going through phases of the amount of stuff you read and all. You're like kind of going, is it a little bit of a conspiracy or is it really serious? And I'm not saying how serious it is. And I'm going through the phases, but like I'd notice, I'd notice even my sleep has been affected, even like the stress of it. Not not directly worried, like kind of, oh, Jesus, stress every few minutes. But I noticed, I was only saying it to my nest there the other night, noticing I'm not sleeping lately because, probably because that fear is inside you of, of if you caught something, you know, I want to be a daddy soon. So I'm yeah. like kind of, I'm even more now. Kind of, a few years ago, I would have gone, ah, don't give me a show, you would have gone for it. Like, but, uh, That's when you lose your fearlessness. Yeah, I'm a bit more weary now with things and kind of going, oh, Jesus. And like, I was only talking to one of the nurses, one of our transplant nurses. She's she's very, very good now, Susie. Um, I think she's from Tala area, actually. But she's very good and she's she understands the CF end of things when transplant more so. And she um, rang me the other day and, oh, how are you getting on and stuff like that. And they're doing like a phone clinic rather than you going in. But there's still going to come a time when I have to get bloods done because I have to get levels done for prograph like anti-rejection drugs so it is it's frightening like and of course with the anti-rejection drugs that you're on your immune system is completely shot so i've heard two different stories i've heard one from a doctor to say because your immune system is low and that might be a good thing for you because when you get coronavirus your immune system goes haywire and that's what causes a lot of the symptoms oh actually i've heard it yeah so I'm kind of, I, I'm just kind of saying to myself, yeah, I'll stick to that story in my head. That sounds good, but I'm still not going to be uh, going out to Tesco's anytime soon, right? You know, she'll catch something else. This is it. And then, and then I, I actually got tested. Me, so I had to get tested. So I was waiting. Um, I had a banging headache one day, and I had a temperature here, but that that happens sometimes as well, you know. And um, so of course we got a bit worried here, and oh yeah, it was a Sunday evening. And I texted the GP that I know. And he says, uh, oh, no, that's with you, that you're high risk. We have to be careful here, blah, blah, blah. So I was really high risk, and it took eight days for them to test me. This was, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Eight days it took them. And um, thankfully now it took, what was it? Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, I suppose, if anyone's wondering what kind of test it is, it's not that evasive if someone needs to go for it and not to be scared, like, you know, uh, you drive up in the car and they give you, they come out, Put a mask on you and stuff like that, and the um, you drive into a next section then, and they they get you to swab the back of your throat, and then the back of the sinuses as well. Now I kind of did it myself because they don't let you do, they don't let you do. It. I was kind of oh here, give me, I don't want to be, don't want you coming near me. Like, <laughs> don't touch me. Like, no, 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 we have to do. It. I was like, no, I've done this plenty of times. Give us it. So in fairness to her, she was sound enough. She let me, she let me do it. But uh, it came back only today, so that took. Took nearly 13 days to get a result. I got a text message today to say that it was it was, it was negative, like it was. And were you and you were waiting eight days for the test and 13 days for the results? Yeah, yeah. So, you could be dead and buried, like by the time. 
just uh, that that would that that's definitely going to affect the numbers um, coming for in the in the next little while, isn't it? Oh man, it's it's scary. Like you know, again, I'll just be out there, and I, I, I'm a fucker for saying things as it is. Anyway, that's my biggest problem. But but um, like I, I've been talking to nurses that would be friends of mine because again, they like almost become family nurses and doctors that that I would have um, been looked after for years by great people. Like but like. Like that too. Everyone's they're all been told that they're not they're not allowed to talk to the media or anything like that. There's, doctors have been told not not to speak to the media about anything. Uh, the same with the nurses. They've all been briefed. No media conversation. So the things that I have heard, I won't say for, who from, is that the numbers are a lot higher. Without trying to scare anyone, the numbers are a lot higher than what's been what's been put out in the media. Like it's laughable what's on the media. To be fair. Um, I just, I think, I think at the moment now we just, I think everything just needs to be thrown out the window regarding, um, I don't know who doesn't like who or all of these kind of things, and we just, um, and we just get together and, and fix this for for like everybody together because I think all the resources together, um, it works better, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the what if they've made the moves on, um, they they put a. a in, in fairness to the government, they put a link together where if you're a company and you feel like that you can reproduce, um some of the products that will be needed, the, the face masks and the, the shields and stuff like that, that you can apply straight away through that link. So um, I only found out about that a few days ago when I was like, you know what, that's a really good idea. Um, another thing I'll give a tip to the hats there is, um, we only actually only found out a few minutes before the podcast that, that Leo is uh, said that he's going to do a shift and he's going to he's going to be on the front line. Really. What do you think of that? Is he, yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what they... Well, look, they look, if he does that, hands up to him if he does that. Fair play to him. If now I've had a few, I had a few rants, let's say on Facebook and all that lately, and I got a phone call to say this, that oh your gym could be affected by you talking about Leo like the way you wear and all the rest of it. But I said like that's any of my clients know that I will say what's on my mind at that moment in time. That's the way I am. Like and I was, I was angry that maybe the shutdown wasn't. You know, some things were kind of left on the long finger, and all these interviews, like, how much does that cost? Like, you know, like, and what really pissed me off was, and I'm not trying to trying to lick Connor's arse around, but Connor went there and and spent was it a million he donated towards he buying equipment, for the and, and he, he was still getting slated by people on Facebook and all like, because he came that's out and addressed. Facebook. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a few stupid. Like, this is the way I would argue with people. I'm better off coming off. Yeah, better off, man. I tell you. Oh, man. I was because I posted, I was like, he's done more than most of our government have at the time. Like, that's what I was saying at the time. But look, here's something something we've noticed about social media the last little while, right? Is that um, a lot of people have uh, high time on their hands. And they're a little bit edgy and angry now. Everyone's a little bit in the house tweaking out, you know what I mean? So um, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt from that. But yeah, we've got messages, got messages of people saying, um, you shouldn't have said that. Why are you posting this? Don't do that. And my messages being back is, mind your own business. Yeah. I didn't wake up where I am in life, you know what I mean? I didn't wake up here, you know? <laughs> and I'm oh, definitely no, not going to be taking advices off Lynn, uh, people with Pikachu profiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, in a way? But uh, another thing I've seen as well, that's mad. Um, now, I'm not condemning it, not saying it's right or it's wrong, but people posting up on the group saying, I see me neighbour. They went four and five metres away from the house. <laughs> they, I seen oh, them there. They yeah. were kissing in the garden or something. Who do we yeah. ring to report them? <laughs> yeah. 
True colors there to show now, now, man. Do you ever read the... Um, you, I can understand, though. I can understand, like, you know, the first, remember the first week, the, like, especially down here, like, there was Court Town and all them places were just, I mean, jammers, like. It was a bit, it was, it was ridiculous at that point, like, where you'd, you'd see crowds and crowds of people, like. Like, like, I was a bit pissed off over that. I got sent a few videos, I was thinking, ah, lads, because these are people, in fairness as well, you have to... These are people that don't under really stand, understand kind of they probably don't have someone that's in high risk in their family. So they don't really like, you know what I mean? There's no kind of knowledge to it. And then I suppose as it got worse. But the question is, is it gonna get worse here before it gets better? Like, you know? That's that um so I was gonna ask you that as a as a as a business owner as well. So um for people that don't know this, so La had a double lung transplant and then went on to open up his own gym because he's a bit of a legend. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like you were kind of like we're in a similar situation. There's a lot of uh, businesses are in a similar situation, and we're coming to the months part now. So say the first month of this, like where, um, I don't think a lot of people know that um, small businesses like close the doors and they don't have any income. But they there's no special uh, like task at being set up for us. That's like uh, right, your rent is paused or your electricity's paused or um, your your um, the rates got deferred and um, there's seventy percent of the wage being covered. Um, but if there's no income coming in into a into a business, there's kind of no use in having staff getting seventy percent and you've got to make up thirty because it kind of puts you into more debt. And then the idea of you can go and get a, a big loan. Um, to me, it would be very uncomfortable advising someone to go and get a loan into a business that is not making money and we don't have any timeline on when it will be making money again. So there's another thing that I'm a little bit, um, as you said, anxious about because my sleep has been as well. Um, I know a lot of businesses won't make it out of the end of this. So uh, I know, I think there's three already in the square that I've had to throw in the towel. Um, you're gonna get restaurants that like uh, obviously would have made big money in the day, but uh, if you're making big money, it means your overheads are big. Yeah. So um, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of situations after this. Um, seeing some shops getting boarded up and stuff like that in uh, in Vancouver, that's to go further again. So, um, it's like with, with, with myself now. It's like as you can see, I'm not very good at technology. Like as we as we know, at the start, but like there's a lot a lot of good like a lot of people out there are change and adapt like yourself did and other gyms that are good with technology and good at doing online stuff but the, the gym that i have I, I couldn't afford to get any loans or debts because if i get sick so i had to basically build the gym up myself i am um, thankfully i've no big loans on the gym because i couldn't anyway but i, I still wasn't taking a wage out of the gym so i get to a point now where i was coming to a point where i might be able to start taking a wage because I built it up over a year and a half now, right? Oh, yeah. And now, so, in fairness, the landlord I was only talking was saying that th there's no freeze in the rents. I paid for March. I closed on March the 10th or the 12th, I think it was. So that whole month is gone. I've already paid now for next month, because you pay a month in advance. Um, but the money that I had to pay with, because there was no mad funds in there, no big amount of funds, is sessions that were paid last month that are owed to the people now. So you're already in debt and credit in, in, in a way. Now. And I, the whole situation with this gym was set out that there was going to be no debts, working for a year and a half or two years without any debts. And like the gym means so much to people. Like I have people coming in that, you know, it's, it's, it means a lot in their life to be able to come in and train. Like, and the, like one or two people are disabled and stuff. And that's my way of giving back. Can't do any of that now, but 
everybody's in the same in the same situation i suppose everyone's in a, in a dark situation with it all but but like that too like it's it's like all oh, the the vat was taken off it and the uh, rates were taken off still nearly a thousand euro you have to pay out of money that ain't there like you know like and some are in like uh, some of the people have been talking because um, a lot of people have rang me about this and have been trying to get um been trying to get news and to be honest the only people that have got back to me is um well obviously um Cottle King and stuff like that um Louise Dunn but um, Mark Ward the TD got back to me sent me information on it every turn um South Dublin County Council's been really good for it as well we've mentioned we've messaged people in uh, the chambers of Connors and Commerce and stuff like that um and we've just got information back that was it was. It didn't help, you know. Now, like, and you don't want to be saying that to people. So I kind of wrote out back what, like, this is what I need help with. Will you please contact me when this comes up? With, um, now I, I'm going to be all right. I think I'm going to be all right in this. You know what I mean? In a way, I've, I've built this ship heavy. I've built it, built it to last. You know. So, um, but I, I really am worried for a lot of uh, gyms out there because, as you said, um, it's not just the, the idea of um the economy being hit by so many businesses closing down and so many people having job losses, but it's the byproduct that um, these little companies have uh, effect ways in communities like your own, uh, like my own, in a way that um, like mental health is going to rise, uh, suicide rate is going to rise, um, all of these little, um, every choice, every situation has a byproduct. And um, I fear we're only going to see them January next year, even if uh, that's even if we do struggle through this, you know. Yeah, that's it. Like, like I know a few people now that have loans of up to forty grand, fifty grand for gyms. I didn't do that because I couldn't do it. I started off with a couple of barbells on a on a gym floor, like you know what I mean. And I, I built it up. Didn't take away, you know. And that's the way. And some people didn't. They they went in, got big loans, and I feel for people like that. But even the gym itself, like the fact that people can't train. Mental health is massive at the moment. Like, thank, like I, I would, I would be, I would be honest enough to say it myself. I'm lucky here with the family I have, a great family, and I know you have. Um, and I even feel it. There's some days here now, man, when I'm sitting here going, "Am I feeling a little bit down, or am I a little bit depressed, or what's what's happening here?" Like, you know. And I would have been somebody that spent nearly four years straight in hospital in a hospital room. Isolation, yeah, proper isolation. This is a different battle, like that. That. That none of us have, you know what I mean? Someone like someone would say to me, Actually, you used to sit in a hospital bed, you'd be grand, you're mentally able to go. But it's it's nearly a different kind of thing because I'm nearly like you now, I'm always on the go now to keep yeah. I was sitting there for long enough, so I don't want to be um sitting around. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, there's enough years there. Um so just be just before I finish up with you. Um, a lot of people you mentioned there, Larry, sounds like you've been through a, a bit of a war zone yourself, you know what I mean? Uh, you mentioned a lot of people's names that um, you you didn't mention them in a, in a presence uh, tense, I kind of uh, heard as we were going by there. So um, that mental toughness that you have, that had to apply to that as well, I'd say, the group of you is there, of people, that must have been such a close camaraderie that you've had. Yeah, oh, unbelievable. Like, like, I could look back, I have a vision in my head now a few years ago, like, there was, there was 20 people, 20 CFs, used to, rightly or wrongly, we used to all sit out on the corridor, kind of at night, out of the rooms, and, like, there's only about three of them left, and, like, it, but uh, interestingly enough, like, we did, a, I am going to mention this little plug here, I'm going to give myself, uh, we set up um, Ireland's first transplant soccer team there in December, so I got on to it for my Keith Daly, uh, and Eamon, another Talahead, another Talahead he is, but um, 
Um, I got on to them. I said, look, what do you think it is? Like, because we wanted to see. It was a World Cup. It was supposed to be on in Italy in September of all places, but obviously been cancelled. But even in, 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 I won't mention who, but there's a couple of lads in that who are living for this World Cup. And they have gone, their, their mood has dropped big time. Like, these are lads that probably don't train often. And you have some of them that are training the whole time now. Like, I, I, Eamon, for instance, there, he sent me a message the other day. I've been doing 35 push-ups. This fellow wouldn't have done two push-ups a couple of months ago. But because of the World Cup is on, we have a group, we have a group of um, 25 lads now that have all had transplant between double lung, heart, liver, kidneys, all come together. And the group... The Irish group that has come into that is just amazing, and like we've got professional coaches that have come on board to give their time. Like, um, it's just you'd love to mention everybody. You can't like Paul Summers as a manager coming, Paul Massey, there's Mark Barry. There's loads of people have come on just to try and help, giving their own time away from their own families, and that's what I wanted to mention that because we are going to try and come up with some sort of tournament, um, hopefully in September, October, if all this goes well, but um. But stuff like that, you want to see the difference when someone had like a goal setting is what I was trying to say. If someone sets a goal, like it's amazing how how they can keep going, like you know what I mean? Like how but but this this has affected this has affected some of the lads that were that were really prepped and ready for this. Like, you know, some of the guys are feeling a little bit down and out, like but again we're trying to set up little things where pass it on, like, you know, do a few do, do a workout here, you do it now, you know, stuff like that to keep everyone going. But um yeah, it's mad. It's mad. It's hard to keep the um, so before the whole obviously um I think they everyone would consider the health workers and the nurses, the doctors as as heroes. And then we found out uh, other people have found themselves in the front line that didn't even know and like um people in the shops, uh, the truck drivers, um yeah. I mentioned them already on this, the amount of people that uh you really realise uh, when the skin gets peeled back what the real backbone of a country is. Mm. Them types of people. So um have obviously realised that them health workers and stuff like that were, were heroes well before people were giving them rounds of applause outside at 8 o'clock. Absolutely, yeah. And someone else, uh, there was a few people that mentioned as well um, from the world of CF, cystic fibrosis, was yous are only seeing now what we see every day. Yous are afraid now of making contact with people in case you get sick. That's the way a CF person goes around all the time. Or somebody with an immunos immuno system that's depressed like that's where we are all the time we're afraid of touching door handles we're afraid of doing this that and the other but like even what you say there i'm still friends with so many nurses so many porters so many security guards even cleaners that don't get any credit really either cleaners in the hospital imagine going in and cleaning the place you know stuff like that is just it's it's unbelievable like what they're doing unbelievable Uh, so Hopefully the shipment that is coming in, um, the the many other planes that are going to land with the, the PPE stuff lands and um and they're protected up to the hundred percent going into them situations as well, um down to the cleaners as well because as you said, um when you I say when you pass through them doors at that, that hospital now after a few weeks it's gonna be it's gonna be like a, like a battle zone you know so everybody deserves to have the 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 battle equipment or the armor if you must to, um to be ready to fight what's a, what's a, what's on that way. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Larry, you're a legend. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you all be sharing that story. And that was a cracking story. Yeah, even the second time that was better again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just talk to me, meeting Eminem when he comes here as well. So, Listen, you as you were saying, you know where I am. <laughs> you better not make that happen without, without me happening. <clears throat> to meet him too. We'll have him on the podcast for sure. Larry, look after yourself.
Don't oh, haggle. Buddy. Let me stop this. Sorry. Good man. Look after yourself. So that was no shame. So flying solo for the first time ever. Um, I think we done all right. But let me tell you, if Robin, if Robin wasn't here being the brains, um, I don't know where we'd be. Um, everybody just keep amping up the 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 the, the guidelines that's being set out. Stay inside your house. Keep up the social distancing. Uh, wash your hands. Um, and my advice would be if you can wear a mask um, throw it away if you, if you, if you know how to wear, Google how to throw it away and, and how to dispose of it um, I know I'm wearing the mask um, that's my choice I think um, I think it, it, it would definitely slow it down I've read something in Sweden or Norway um, I was looking at something and they were saying that they they done everything with the social distancing and, and all of the other stuff that's uh, all the other countries but what they, the main thing that they felt that um affected it was the, the wearing of masks so um, if you can wear a mask and um, if you have got um, a company that you feel that can produce PPE stuff or, or equipment that could be used um, if you look for the link or even send us a message and we'll send you over the link uh, that the government has put up that you can put an application in and um, and they said somebody will contact you so hopefully these things start to start to come to fruition and this 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 is behind us before before we know it um, we are all in this together. Um, some of us less than others um, at the moment regarding the, the timeline of it. And I think that, unfortunately, it might be all of our doors, but the only way that we can stop it from uh, arriving on our own door is is to, is to keep our efforts really, really strong. Um, keep up the social distancing, stay inside your house, and, uh, and look at ways to, to, to get entertained. Um, that was episode, I don't even know, we call it the quarantine episode of Roche. So look after yourself.